Parents are tired of virtual learning. Isn't that the truth? Vice President Pence gets the COVID-19 vaccine and Tiger King Joe Exotic sues the Trump administration over his rejection of his pardon request. <laughs> We've got that and much more coming up and it starts right now. Happy Friday. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I'm Hillary Kennedy. I'm filling in for Sarah Gonzalez. We have a week until Christmas. I'm giving you an early Christmas present because this is the last time you'll have to see me because Sarah is coming back after the holiday. I know everybody's really excited about that. She's going to have some good baby pictures and baby stories. So we're really happy to hear that she'll be back. And we have a musical tribute uh, to Hillary coming up here in just a few minutes. Oh, perfect. Mm -hmm. I can't wait. No, I'm actually expecting that now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, right after the show. <laughs> but two people who aren't going anywhere, thank goodness, Mr. Stubergear, host of Stu Does America, one of our favorite shows. Thank you for having me for your farewell journey. <laughs> You're welcome. And Pat Gray, host of Pat Gray. Got a little Unleashed. dance routine planned for you later. Oh, on. perfect. Yeah. I yeah, there's so like some, some tap and jazz. Uh -huh. Yeah. A, a kind rhythmic of a mixture, gymnastics ballet, number. Oh, perfect. Tap, yeah. <laughs> Good mm -hmm. deal. I've never seen Pat do ballet. It's, it's, it's nice. It's, oh, it's a treat. Gonna, Something oh. to behold. Well, I wonder why there was a tutu off stage, yeah. so now <laughs> I know. Why. Perfect. That's why. And cannot, some tights. Cannot wait. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are, our whole kind of first conversation on the show today is going to be about what's going on with our schools and with kids and with virtual learning. So we're going to start off with the impact of school shutdowns and the switch to virtual learning. People are now saying, they've done a lot of studies on this, they're now saying it, it might take us years to fully understand the full impact of what this has done. So there are some parents that talked to the Daily Caller and described their children having failing grades, that they were feeling despair, their children felt invisible, um, and that they really just felt like they were isolated being away from their peers in their classroom for months on end. Mm. Data accumulated globally, it shows infections didn't surge when schools reopened. But Chicago, Philadelphia, Boston, Topeka, San Diego, there's a lot of other cities. Those districts put off their plans to reopen in mid-November, and then they gave no set date for reopening. There's a woman named Eileen. She's a Latin teacher at a classical school in Maryland. And she said in some classes, students mute their audio feature to hide the fact that they're playing video games instead of paying attention. <laughs> also, big surprise there. Uh, she's saying teachers have difficulty holding students accountable Obviously, that's that's a tough mm. one. And then her daughter even wrote uh, an article about her experience. And she said, virtual school is not real school. They're not giving us an education. They're teaching us how to not get caught using Google Translate. They're teaching us which websites will do your algebra homework for you. If the Board of Education doesn't take my education seriously, then why should I? And then the National Alliance on Mental Illness, they reported, you know, that lack of social interaction, it affects adults negatively. So mm -hmm. it, it has an even greater impact on kids that are just developing those social skills. So, Stu, what do you think? I mean, how can we help kids that are just stuck in this virtual school atmosphere? I think uh, by honoring the science, right? Like this is one of those things where the science kind of sides with the fact that these schools should be open, that kids should be able to go to school. Certainly as we go forward with the, the, the vaccine, this becomes even more a reality. But going back to the beginning, I, I can't remember, you can go back and watch it or listen or watch it. There was a Joe <laughs> Rogan interview, which had to be like end of February, early March. It was right before all this stuff started happening. He had, uh, I think, Dr. Mark Michael Osterholm on, who I believe is now a Biden scientific advisor. And he went through the whole thing and was talking about, hey, by the way, this is going to be pretty scary, crazy stuff's about to happen. Um, but at one point, 
I think it was Rogan who said, look, I mean, we're going to have to obviously close these schools, right? That's going to be one of the first things that happen. And that, I think, connects to most Americans, right? If there's a dangerous situation, the first thing you want to do is remove children from it. It actually makes logical sense. And I remember thinking at the very beginning of this, yeah, geez, if there's going to be a pandemic, I don't want my kids in school. You know, over time, though, you learn about the virus. And even back then, Osterholm said, actually, schools are one of the things you probably do keep open because for various reasons, it doesn't seem to be hitting kids as hard. And also that you don't want the, you know, if you you have parents who are nurses and doctors, you want them going to work, Mm -hmm. not staying at home. So as a society, Mm -hmm. you probably want those schools to be open. Uh, So they knew that from the beginning. Uh, And as time went on, the evidence became more and more um, obvious, right? That it was, this is something that was okay to do. There are some things that really do cause outbreaks, but does not seem like a serious cause of this, particularly with young kids, uh, is school. So uh, that has not stopped people like Bill de Blasio. And although de Blasio has actually been more pro opening than a lot of people in New York City, uh, but Cuomo and many of these governors who just want to kind of virtue signal that they're, they're the ones taking it most seriously. And uh, this hurts kids. It does. It hurts kids. We know that the, you know, kids are basically not really vulnerable to this in any, in any serious capacity. Um, and, you know, uh, there's worries about the teachers. There's worries about lots of things related to this. And you have to take those things seriously. But it's been basically an effort to virtue signal uh, with our kids' educations uh, at the center of this. And it's been wrong from the beginning. And it continues to be wrong and even more wrong as we go on. Yeah. It hurts kids, but it hurts parents, too. What, oh, are, they, yeah. what <laughs> are they supposed to do when the kids are at home all day long? Mm-hmm. And they're working. So many parents, both of them work. Or certainly in single-parent homes, somebody's working. And so what are you supposed to do when the, when the kids are home and you're not? I, I don't even know what people are doing in that, in that swearing situation. Swearing a lot. Swearing a <laughs> yes, lot. Yes, a lot of swearing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And probably paying a lot for babysitters, child care of some sort. And Tutors. And, yeah. yeah. And, and in that way, it's kind it's of hard. created a dual, a two-tier society mm-hmm. where like people who can afford a private school or a tutor or whatever mm-hmm. are doing those things while the other kids who can't do that are stuck at home uh, the entire time. Um, and this makes a big difference. Uh, if you go back to the um, Malcolm Gladwell's book, uh, Tipping Point, uh, one of his most famous books, one of the chapters is about... How, what is the difference between what they categorize them very loosely as rich kids and poor kids? What is the difference? Why do rich kids uh, wind up performing better in school and achieving more than poor kids? And what they find is, um, after studying it over the entire uh, length of their uh, school sort of careers, is during the school year, they actually progress at exactly the same pace. So rich kids, poor kids, exactly the same pace. But then it comes to summer vacation. They take three months off. The rich parents challenge their kids throughout summer vacation. They have them mm-hmm. active. They're doing things. Mm-hmm. The poor pa- parents tend to sit them in front of the TV and think it's the school's job to educate them. I'm not going to worry about that. Mm-hmm. And so every year, do they fall a little bit further behind and a little bit further behind? And by the time you're in 12th grade, there's a huge difference there. Think about what we've just seen. You now have rich parents who are sending their kids to pri- with private tutors and private schools and all of these things, mm-hmm. and poor kids are sitting at home on their uh, Zoom faking playing video games. Like, how is this going to turn out? It's not going to be, there's not a good outcome here. You bring up such a great point because that's, that's what we want to talk about next, actually. Wisconsin school districts, they started the school year virtually, and they have experienced the greatest enrollment declines 
It's actually pretty shocking. So they did a study on it at the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty. This new study reveals that the ones that started uh, virtually, they had a 3% decline in enrollment, which means... The parents that had the money were putting their kids in these choice schools and private schools. So those increased by 2,700 kids a year. And public schools saw declines of nearly 36,000. It's pretty incredible. Now, the study also found the school districts in Wisconsin that started the school year with virtual learning. This appeared to be at the behest of a teacher's union and politics, not actually because of a local presence of COVID-19. So a lot of people upset about that. But, I mean, I'm guessing this doesn't surprise you, right? That the, the people with the money are like, hey, well, I've, my kid's got to get a great education somewhere. So they're able to move them over. But like mm -hmm. Stu said, you know, other kids are suffering. And it's silly, too, because it, it needn't happen. We should just, they should just be in school right now. Because even, isn't Fauci even saying mm -hmm. he doesn't want, it's mm -hmm. time to get the kids back in school. And it seems like earlier he had said that they shouldn't go to school. And I think now he's changed his mind on that, if I'm not mistaken. It seems like he's played both sides of pretty much every issue since it started. <laughs> Can't um, keep it straight. But, um, but even he is saying, you know, go to school because they're safe there. There's no um, huge outbreak going on at school. And so there's no reason for them not to be there. Yeah. Well, there's been a lot of negative things that have happened online that people have seen and witnessed and experienced doing all these virtual classes. And something happened recently, according to the New York Post, a teacher named Michael Brasky, he's a social sciences teacher at South Broward High School. He's accused, he's accused of watching pornography while teaching a virtual class. So the video shows him Oops. sitting at a desk looking down you don't actually see any pornography in this video and and it is online we're not showing it but um he's got this kind of little smile on his face and you can hear a woman saying some things making some sounds that alludes to the fact that he's probably watching something inappropriate <laughs> making some sounds well huh. I, so just a delicate way yeah, of handling I'm, this I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to be as nice about as gentle about it as possible. So the person who posted it was a former student, Elijah Ruby. He shared the video to Twitter, writing, South Broward High School teacher Mr. Michael Brasky watches pornography in class. The teacher is a known pervert who's made inappropriate advances towards students in the past. And then he tagged the school's principal, Patricia Brown Ruby, and he said, how can you let this happen? So she, she responded wow. by writing, as a survivor myself, I would never ignore concerns expressed. Social media is not the best issue to address issues of this importance. Please encourage others to email or call me. They are loved and valued. So now they have launched an investigation to kind of get to the bottom of what happened there. But this isn't the first time. I mean, there was uh, yeah. people of, of parents have walked in naked out of the shower when their kids were doing virtual learning. And I mean, there's mm. just been all kinds of inappropriate things that have been caught are we, are we just going to see more of this in 2021 do you think we're just going to uh yes uh, i will remind you that jeffrey tubin still employed by cnn uh it's still happening yeah but he's taking some time he's taking some time personal to, family time to, to really the, delve into the whatever it is he's doing online there right i mean I, look i you know i this is bound to happen more often obviously with people in their house and the cameras on them all the time um, it does seem like the timing of some of these incidents are odd like if you're in the middle of a meeting like just can you wait until the meeting's over like mm -hmm. is that weird for me to even or say teaching a class yeah maybe <laughs> like, you could wait how about 3 p.m <laughs> right there's plenty of time for you to still yeah. go ahead i just don't get it it seems like our teachers should be held to a much higher standard you would think yeah <laughs> people are getting away with quite a bit i i don't know 
Mr. Brasky, I hope I hope that was something you opened on accident. Maybe he can prove that it was a spam email. <laughs> if, if it wasn't, I would use that as your defense if you're not going to tell the truth. Uh, one more thing. The New England Journal of Medicine has written an article and declares no more sex identification on birth certificates. They just feel like... Mm. That suggests that sex is simple and binary when biologically it is not, according to them. Wow. Sex designations on birth certificates offer no clinical utility, they think. They serve only legal, not medical. Can you believe goals. the New England Journal of Medicine is saying Incredible. that gender is not binary? You're, you're not either a man or a woman, mm -hmm. a boy or a girl, male or female. I, I mean, this accommodation for 0.7% of the population, where we're, we've turned ourselves inside out, and upside down over it and are denying science and reality and biology it's despicable and i i i don't know why we're doing it i mm -hmm. i mean the trans um community must have the greatest pr team in the history of this planet <laughs> because we're we're just caving into absolutely everything they want right now you guys familiar with uh is it Titania McGrath or Tatiana McGrath, you know who I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. She's like, like a, a fake parody woke professor girl uh, who uh, constantly tweets really super mega woke things. And, you know, someone who's a it's a comedian that's like kind of critical of the woke thing. And she uh, he she started a, a thread that I saw today, which was all of my predictions that have come true. And like this was one of them, like. Really? Two years ago, she was like, I Jeez. bet they're going to take, soon they should take off uh, gender from birth certificates. And here we are. Here we are. Like, she's a parody. And these parody mm -hmm. things are coming true, true in very quick order. <laughs> That's not healthy. We're living in an alternate universe some days, it feels like. All right, so we have a lot more to talk about. First, I want to thank our sponsor, Keeps. Because have you noticed your hair? It's not looking as full as it used to. Losing your hair, it's not any fun, so let's talk about some options. You can go to your doctor for a hair loss treatment prescription, then you can visit the pharmacy, try not to go broke just to avoid going bald, or you can try Keeps from the comfort of your lazy boy. You're going to get the same doctor-recommended FDA-approved hair loss treatment, but Keeps offers the generic versions for about half the cost. And one more thing that you're going to love about Keeps, it is all online, so you just answer a few questions, you snap a few pics of your hair, and then a licensed doctor will review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. Then it's shipped directly to your door. So why make any unnecessary trips to the doctor or the drugstore when you can do all that from home? So let me get you started with a special deal. Go to keeps.com slash Y for 50% off your first order of Keeps hair loss treatments. That's keeps.com slash Y. Keeps.com slash Y. We'll be right back. We gather here today at the end of a historic week to affirm to the American people that hope is on the way. And Karen and I, we're more than happy to step forward before this week was out uh, to take the safe and effective coronavirus vaccine uh, that we have secured and produced for the American people. It's a truly inspiring day. As the people of this country witnessed this, uh, this past week under Operation Warp Speed, the first coronavirus vaccine is literally being administered in states across the country to millions of Americans. And make no mistake about it. It's a medical miracle. The average vaccine, I'm told by our experts, usually takes between eight and 12 years to develop and then manufacture and distribute. But we're on track here in the United States 
to administer millions of doses to the American people in less than one year. So Mike Pence got the vaccine live on the air this morning because he, he and his wife, uh, Karen Pence, the second lady, they wanted to show that it's perfectly safe. They don't want people to have any fear about getting it. Um, he even went on to say, uh, be confident that we've cut red tape, but we've cut no corners when it comes to the development of this vaccine. It says Kamala Harris is thinking of getting her soon. President Trump has not yet gotten the vaccine, but we have footage of him actually getting the shot. And then we also have Dr. Fauci once again talking about the vaccine. So let's take a listen to what he has to say. This important symbolic vaccination of the vice president of the United States and the Surgeon General of the United States, which is something we want to be symbolic to tell the rest of the country the time is now to step to the plate and when your time comes to get vaccinated. Because when we're speaking to you here today, I often say it is really bittersweet. The bitterness is the fact of what the Vice President mentioned. We still are in the middle of a very difficult situation with record numbers of cases, hospitalizations, and deaths. But the sweetness is the light at the end of the tunnel, which I can tell you as we get into January, February, March, and April, that light is going to get brighter and brighter. So do you think uh, Vice President Pence and his wife having this done live on the air will help instill some confidence into the vaccine for, for a lot of people? No. You don't think it'll make a difference? No, no. <laughs> no, I, Wishful I thinking on my part, I guess. I don't think so. I don't think the, the people trust our politicians and i you know i i i hear a ton of skepticism from the audience about about the vaccine and i'm not sure why they love donald trump he is the one who cleared the way for this to be developed as fast as it was he's the one that that cleared away the the restrictions and the regulations and pumped a whole bunch of money into it he uh he made he made this happen and the record before now was four years with with the mumps vaccine this happened in 10 months it's unbelievable and it's uh, an american company i guess with some german input um but moderna's an american company astrazeneca then you got johnson and johnson all these vaccines i i, I don't think that american business is out to kill the american people uh, it, it's not good it business to statement. kill your clients, yeah. you know, and your customers. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I, I'll get it when the time comes, unless unless they mandate it, and then I'd, I'd be resistant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's true for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I do like the thing where every famous person is like, you know what? As a point of leadership, I'm going to get this before get any of the old people in the nursing homes. <laughs> Just to show. It's not because I want it or anything in the middle right. of a pandemic so I can go to the you know the restaurants and eat out all the time. It's that I want to lead. Uh, that's, the, that's the whole thing. Uh -huh. I mean, look, we're in a pretty bad stretch of this thing right now. Um, you know, we had 3,400 deaths the other day. 3,400 deaths. I mean, like, these numbers get so lost at this point. But, like, 3,400 deaths would make coronavirus for that day, that, that rate, would be the number one cause of death in America. It's as much as all heart disease deaths and deaths from all cancers combined. And think about it. In one day, it's more than September 11th yeah. 
2001. Yeah. In one day. And that's happening pretty much every day. Lately. Every day. And it's going to be like this for weeks and weeks. I mean, we're yeah. still, I mean, you know, you could, there's a, you know, the, all these statisticians have come up with formulas of how to kind of project this stuff. And like, we're going to have, th- you know, 3,000 deaths for weeks, I mean, on average. Uh, so this is going to get, you know, it's really ugly. And I do feel like we are, I'm at the end of my rope like everybody else is with hearing about masks mm-hmm. and distancing and all that stuff. I wanted to end. It's just dead language, I think, to the American people. We need a solution like this. We are desperate for a solution like this. Something medical, technological, something that will knock this thing out in short order. Um, and, and you know, I, you're, I see this, the same skepticism I feel, Pat, from the audience at times. Um, and, it, you know, this is something that I think if you look at it, That is one way to look at it, right? People get worried about any big, giant government effort like this. But this is the Trump administration. For our audience, this is the Trump administration. This is, uh, is, the way they did it was getting rid of regulations, right? Like, this is fundamentally Mm -hmm. the type of thing we talk about all the time. An emergency use authorization, getting rid of all the red tape at the FDA without having to cut corners. Um, Capitalism, working together for for a good outcome for the American people. These companies, you know, making things happen that we've never seen before. Uh, this is a victory for capitalism. It's a victory for the for Operation Warp Speed. It's a victory it for the Trump administration. In fact, it may be this, the central point of his legacy. Right? If this works the way it is, how can you deny that he uh, was able to, 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 to uh, do something really positive to stop this? Now, look, he wasn't the only it. one. But, I mean, he. this is something I think... I think Trump fans should be very excited about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it is it's the, the rhetoric around it is just it's very strange to me. You know, it's like the, the Trump is out there saying, like, look at me. Uh, we came up with this vaccine and he deserves a lot of credit for that. And then on the other side, like people who love Trump to the day they die are saying, I'm not going to take that evil vaccine. Yeah. That's Bill Gates. And it's like, well, I, I don't know. I don't know how to square those two things. I mean, this guy, you know, Trump. And Bill Gates didn't develop it. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, he, he likes vaccines generally. But yeah. like that, you know, that's. Do you uh, think it would help things if Trump got the vaccine live on TV, like the way Vice President Pence did? Or do you think it would make any difference at all? Because I, I fall into the camp that I am. I'm not rushing to get it anytime soon. Yeah. But I'm that mm-hmm. way about medical things in general. Like right. I have to be on my deathbed before I go to the doctor. Right. I will just wait until I like absolutely can't move. But I'm that way about mm-hmm. all all medical things. But I would never discourage someone from getting it if they want to get it. I think it's a, a personal choice. So I'm like you. If they mandated it, well then it heck, yeah. heck no, I'm not getting it. Yeah. I definitely uh, do not want them to mandate it. And like you know, like I'm as you guys know, I'm a COVID-19 survivor. Um, <laughs> I should be, in my view, last in line, as should Donald Trump. Donald Trump had it already. Like he's already like that. Then it's really we're like wasting doses for pure symbolism at that point. And I don't I don't think it makes any sense to get someone at least at the beginning when when there's still a real scarcity of dosage to go around. I think I don't think people who've already had it should get it. Um, But, you know, as you point out, there's about the polls show about 40 percent of people who are like, yes, first in line, I'll go day one. There's another 40 percent of people who are like, I want to wait a couple weeks, maybe a couple months to see if people start exploding randomly in the streets, Um, uh, which is an understandable instance. Right. This is yeah. new technology. I, I get that. Um, and then there's about, you know, 20 percent who are like really skeptical and maybe a, a little more hardcore on never getting it. But we don't need everyone to get it when it's this effective. And that's the important thing. I, there's this debate about skepticism. And it's like, I think if this was a 50 percent effective vaccine, it would be an important conversation. I don't think it's that important with these numbers. I think a lot of the va- the vaccine thing is still left over from the autism situation. Yeah. You know, where yeah. people. It's a connect. It's definitely. And, connected. And, uh, 
and I was wondering myself for many years because we had some really good friends who had two autistic kids and and the mother really believed it was the mercury in the vaccines mm-hmm. that was that caused it and, and a lot of people believe that well then they took the mercury out and autism's still happening and yeah. and so um i you know I, but i think there's a lot of skepticism from that and and there's just a lot of skepticism about vaccines in general but this is our only way out of this thing if we if we want to stop with the masks and the social distancing and nobody in the stands at football games we we, we just we gotta need to embrace this people right? to take yes. it, i mean right? let's get back to football us, i want football <laughs> i want how football. expensive super bowl tickets are going to be when there's only 20,000 people in that stadium right i don't want to even think about it yeah focused on the important things i like it <laughs> <laughs> all right so we got to go to break i want to thank our sponsor omega xl i spoke with my doctor recently about a remedy for pain and she wanted to give me an injection as you just heard nope that's not for me. So then I had a conversation about pain with Dr. McQuillan from Omega XL. So whether it's back, knees, neck, or shoulder pain, the underlying cause, well, it's likely inflammation and you have to defeat inflammation or it can start causing permanent damage. Backed by 35 years of clinical research, Omega XL attacks the inflammation that's causing the pain. It's brilliant because pain relievers, topical rubs, those things just mask the problem. Omega XL neutralizes the inflammation that causes painful stiff joints and muscles. You know, the doctor said something else that stuck with me. She said, with my prescription pad, I can't write anything that comes close to doing what Omega XL does. That's good enough for me. So if you're suffering with aches and pains and stiffness, you need to try Omega XL. Let's get you started. Order Omega XL now. Get a second bottle for free. You can visit OmegaXL.com slash news. That's OmegaXL.com slash news. Or you can call 800-844-4888. That's 800-844-4888. 800-844-488. We will be right back. So yesterday, I will admit, I was one of the people that called Dr. Fauci a Grinch because he was saying, (laughs) you know, don't leave your homes this Christmas. Don't travel. My wife and I aren't even going to see our daughters. Well, now he's kind of backpedaling a little bit because there were quite a few of us that were like, that sounds very Grinch-like. That's not very Christmassy, (laughs) Dr. Fauci. (laughs) So now he's saying, all right, you don't have to cancel Christmas this year. Let's take a listen. So you have a surge upon a surge. And then before you can handle that, more people are going to travel over Christmas They're going to have more of those family and friends gatherings that you accurately said are an issue. So if those two things happen and we don't mitigate well, we don't listen to the public health measures that we need to follow, that we could start to see things really get bad in the middle of January. So I think not only for New York State, but for any state or city that is facing similar problems without substantial mitigation, the middle of January can be a really dark time for us. Welcome to another flip-flop by Dr. Fauci, because truly, I mean, yesterday, that's why we talked about it, because he had essentially said, all right, cancel Christmas, and now he's kind of changing his tune a little bit. Why do we keep putting him on television? (laughs) <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I, I don't. Was that a flip flop? He said that it, the middle of January is going to be a very dark time. Well, right? we've heard that from Joe Biden, too. Like a very yeah. dark winter is coming. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bleak. And yeah, ha- I mean, it is. I, it, it is. is. Look, it, this it, I think we all know at this point. This is why I'm so I'm so on the vaccine bandwagon, because we all know 
all of this, right? We all know we are in a difficult time. We all know that we have to do weird restrictions that we all hate. Mm -hmm. We all know that this is a challenging time for our country as far as mental health. We hit it all today. Mm -hmm. The economy and people just living and dying. All of this is on the table. We all know it. And we have absolutely no ability as a country to deal with it. We, we did it in March and April. Okay, we were kind of there. And then it got in the summer and we were kind of there. It's, dis, it's dissolved, mm -hmm. right? Like there is no, we have no ability to do it. We have half the country who's saying like, we need to just go out and do what we want to do. We have half the country that wants everything locked down. Neither one of those are exactly <laughs> right. Um, and, and you know, we were talking about this off, uh, I think it was off the air, um, about small businesses. It's like, we talk about small businesses all the time. You can't put this back together. The economy cannot be put back together. These small businesses, these restaurants cannot survive on Republicans, right? Like mm -hmm. you need to have people who are currently terrified of COVID-19. The people you think are the most irrational people in the world. Those people need to go back to restaurants to make these restaurants work. Yeah. Unless you want the government paying for them till the end of time. So, you know, we need to get past this stuff. And, you know, it, Look, people are going to go to Thanksgiving. They're going to go to um, to Christmas unless they have a, a relative mm -hmm. who they think is really vulnerable, and then they'll be smart and not do it. But this advice from Fauci, they, they can't do anything different. They all believe that, you know, you should mask up and stay away. And it's like they've said the same thing a thousand times. And I heard someone say this the other day on the other. Like, you know what? You just can't say this enough. Well, you can say it enough. You know what? Because <laughs> people stop listening to you if you say it too much. Yes. If instead they were smarter about this at the beginning, we can go back and relitigate that over and over and over again. The bottom line is we're totally screwed. Everyone's going to die unless we have this vaccine. End of story. <laughs> Other than that, <laughs> we're all dead. Way to end it. Merry Christmas. And you everybody. thought Fauci was a Grinch. <laughs> Suck on that, Anthony. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't say that this is cheerful news either, but uh, the Iranian President Hassan Rouhani recently boasted about his country's prospects now that Joe Biden is potentially our new president of the United States. He said he has no doubt that the incoming U.S. administration under Joe Biden will bow to Iran and rejoin the nuclear deal that was forged in 2015 when <laughs> Biden was Iran. vice president. You know, Donald Trump removed the U.S. from the deal back in 2018. They've had much a much tougher stance toward Iran. And Iran is saying, oh, well, welcome back. Let's you know, let's chat again. And he's, he's probably right. They will bow to Iran. Look what they did when he was. The vice president of Obama, they left a $1.8 billion on the tarmac for him. They will bow to Iran. They, that, they will. Uh, he, uh, he's, he's absolutely right about that. Um, he's, they'll probably jump right back into the nuclear agreement with them. Mm -hmm. uh, they'll probably leave them extra billions of dollars on the tarmac again. I mean, who knows what they're going to do? But, but they're pathetic. The Democrat administrations are always pathetic on, on foreign policy like this. The thing is, they just don't ever keep up their end of the bargain. Yeah. Oh, no. Meaning Iran? Or yeah, yeah Iran. Uh, yeah, okay, Iran. They, both I of mean, them are, you're right on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Democrats don't either. Uh, but yeah, you're right. They, 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 they were horrible on Iran last time. There's no reason to believe that Biden's going to be any different. If you look at who the people he's putting in charge, it's all these, oh, you know, largely Obama retreads. They're mm -hmm. going to try to implement the same uh, sorts of misguided policies and and downright wrong policies, honestly. Um, I don't expect any difference. Uh, you know, you kind of step back and you say, okay, well, 
And I, I would say I was I, you could count me among the group that was not confident that Donald Trump could handle the Middle East well. <laughs> like going in in 2016, I did not think there was going to be uh, a great amount of progress on that front in particular. Like, was he going to do a good job with the economy? Yeah, I totally see that. What, has he even been to the Middle East? Does he know anything about the Middle East? I didn't, you know, didn't think so. Mm-hmm. Well, who cares what I thought? Because, I mean, you look at what actually happened there. I mean, he's got, yeah. he got more done there than the past, you know, five, six, seven presidents combined. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he deserves a lot of credit for that, has never really received it outside of conservative media. Uh, but that is a real piece of encouragement. And it's one of those times where, you know, we talk about this stuff on this show and all of our shows all the time, right? This conservative perspective on things. And that's the t- type of vibe we bring to the table. Uh, sometimes, you know, you, it's tough to tell which one is right. That's not the case with this. Like, we put in tough policies. We didn't give in. We didn't say we had to negotiate with the Palestinians. We didn't say we had to give them all of Israel. We didn't say any of that. Um, and what has happened? Uh, peace has come in the Middle East. There wasn't this all-out war when we moved the, the, the um, embassy to Jerusalem. Uh, and all right. these countries have stepped out from decades of hatred to come to the table and say, we're going to normalize relations with Israel. Uh, of course, obviously, Joe Biden's going to get in and change that. I mean, it's insanity. Yes. And just to show you how wrong they were, uh, John Kerry was just saying a few years ago, there can be no peace. There can be no peace without the Palestinians. Well, we got a peace without the Palestinians. We got an agreement between Israel and the UAE and several other Arab states without the Palestinians. So it shows you how wrongheaded they were every step of the way on Iran, on Israel, on everything that's going on in the Middle East. Yeah, Uh, Trump has definitely been spot on with how he's handled everything. And he criticized the nuclear agreement that we had that he got rid of in 2018. He said it was the worst deal ever. Horrible, Mm -hmm. laughable, defective at its core. But we may be seeing it happen again. So Mm-hmm. Not the best news. All right, so we've got to go to break. First, I want to thank our sponsor, New Calm, because dealing with stress, that is a daily struggle. I personally, I've tried tons of different strategies to help me manage my daily stress, like deep breathing. I've done massage. I take long walks outside. Uh, but the one thing that's worked for me so far, it's New Calm. Taking New Calm at the beginning of my day, it kind of helps set me up to handle whatever stress comes at me, whether it is my two-year-old's meltdowns first thing in the morning or sitting in crazy traffic. Now, the difference with New Calm is that the tension doesn't derail my whole day or my attitude. So for me, I like to start my day taking it first thing so I can know that I'm giving myself an advantage right from the get-go. No matter what life throws at you, New Calm will reduce your stress level. So now, instead of the day owning you, you can now own the day. And New Calm is the only stress management system of its kind because it's clinically proven in over 1 million sessions to improve your sleep, reduce your stress, boost your recovery without drugs or side effects. The New Calm system, it uses cutting-edge neuroscience. It consists of three non-invasive, non-pharmaceutical items, all of which are included in your monthly subscription, and it costs less than a daily cup of coffee. The whole process, it's easy to use and to work into your daily routine to help you achieve better sleep, a reduction in stress, boost in recovery, all good things. So do what I did, own the day with New Calm. We have a special link set up specifically for our listeners. So go to whynewcalm.com and get 50% off your 30-day subscription of New Calm. And they have a money-back guarantee. That's whynewcalm.com. That's whynewcalm.com. We'll be right back. President Trump is cutting 200 million in healthcare funds, and it's actually for a really great reason. This is in California. 
They announced that they're going to cut $200 million in federal Medicaid funding to California over the state's requirement for abortions to be covered under their health care plans. So they're going to lose $200 million in funding for the upcoming quarter because they, they don't allow people to decline abortion coverage. They're saying California is violating the anti-discrimination law. It's the Weldon Act. It prevents insurers from punishment for not providing for abortions. HHS said it will continue to deduct this $200 million in Medicaid funding per quarter if California does not comply. The, uh, the Health and Human Services Secretary, Alex Azar, said that the federal government has attempted to work with California to fix the policy, but the state refused to work to take corrective action. So now they're taking action to hold them accountable. What do you think? It's about time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it's surprising how many people worship at the altar of abortion. And I don't really know why. Um, I, I guess it brings in money to the coffers of, of Democrats. Um, and they love it. They seem to love uh, abortion more than virtually anything else uh, on this planet and defend it more staunchly than anything mm-hmm. else. So it's nice to see that whole industry dealt a blow from time to time. Agreed. Yeah, it's the one. It is the one thing they basically won't let you in the Democratic Party if you believe. Like they just Seriously, basically they, don't. Yeah, want you're, you. you've got no place anymore. They've said that outwardly, mm-hmm. like no, no, you have no place here if you're if you're not pro-choice. Um, and again, pro-choice is the greatest piece of advertising propaganda in history. It's not about choice. Like right. it's about the human life. Like no one, if it's not a human life, no one cares if you abort it. No one, no no conservative, no mm-hmm. religious person cares if you you know remove a tumor from your body. Right? Like they we you know we care if you kill a living thing. <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. kind of the weird thing we have going on. I know it's a crazy viewpoint. Um, you know the. the it, Look, I think Trump's been very consistent and good on this topic, um, especially with his words, um, you know, so being supportive of, pro, of pro-life causes. You know, I think at some level you wonder if because Trump is tied to it that people can't actually think about it anymore. It seems like we have so many issues like that. Whatever Trump, whatever side Trump's on, anyone on the left automatically is just like reflexively against it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really appreciate his support here, but like it's such a tough one to break. I mean, I, I remember there's been talk show hosts who have like banned it from their shows because they they just don't, they never think they can get anywhere on it. And I understand that. To me though, and we've talked about this before, Pat, I think it's just too important of an, of an mm-hmm. issue. Yes. It's, it's the issue of our time. It's the one thing like, mm-hmm. You know, if our taxes went to 75%, that would really suck. But, I mean, I'd, I'd trade that for for be, have, saving millions and millions of babies. And I don't think it's like, it's not even a thing you have to think about. Obviously, obviously, we would trade the lives of millions and millions of babies for almost any other policy goal. Uh, it's just, it's it's one of the most immoral things our country does. And uh, at some point, it will be seen that way. Yeah. But it's, we're not there yet, unfortunately. Maybe what we have to do is focus only on, on black babies. Because black lives matter. And they believe mm-hmm. that. All right. Well, then, let's save more of them. How about mm-hmm. that? How about having more uh, black babies born than aborted in New York City, for instance, where right now it's the other way around. More aborted than born. Um, and, you know, 80% of of Planned Parenthood locations are in uh, predominantly black neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things that we could we could focus on that may turn this thing around a little bit if we if we did it right. But we're not very good at PR. Yeah. No. Well, President Trump, right. he's he's made some major strides, and you know we thank him for that for sure. Did either of you see 
Tiger King on Netflix. Yes. I think you both did. I, I watched. You watched only a little. I bit I watched right? one or two. So when, you're like me. I, I only saw a little bit myself. Yeah. So <laughs> Joe Exotic, the Tiger King, he filed suit against the United States Department of Justice and specifically that department's acting pardon attorney over the Trump administration's decision to reject his application for a full pardon. So they got the pardon request, and then less than a week after it was filed, they were like, nope, sorry, no pardon. But the lawsuit even cites the president's son, Donald Trump Jr., as a public Joe Exotic fan. So he was like, hey, I mean, I know you guys like me. So he's, he's serving a 22-year sentence for his role in the multi-state murder-for-hire plot against Carol Baskin, who I think in the court of public opinion probably seems to have had something to do with her husband's disappearance. Well, who knows? It yeah. does. She was on Dancing with the Stars, so I mean, it's, it hasn't hurt, hasn't hurt <laughs> she her. really? Yeah. Wow. I, I, I missed out, I guess. <laughs> this is a good show. I mean, if I'm Joe Exotic, I'm trying this, right? Mm-hmm. Not the lawsuit. I'm trying the pardon thing. I mean, you give it a whirl. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, there's a chance that Trump just might have liked the show, and you might have got a part. I know if I were president, I'd be pardoning people like crazy. I'd be pardoning everyone that I like, any friend that I ever had that I liked, <laughs> I would be pardoning. Any former Philadelphia Eagle that happens to be in prison, yeah. pardoned instantly. Uh, uh, <laughs> enemies of my enemies, pardoned. I don't care. You know, they're murderers. I'd be using that pardon power all the time. I think Trump <laughs> underuses it. Any show that I liked had a person who was on it, I'd be like, ah, screw it, I'm in. Uh, <laughs> the pardon thing would be fun. That would be the one fun thing you could do as president. And th- uh, it seems like the prevailing theory is that he's pardoned hundreds and hundreds of people. He's pardoned 27 people so far. Yeah. Oh, 27. Wow. Yeah. It's so, I would like, use I it think more. he's got a little leeway, actually, to pardon people. I don't know about Joe Exotic, but, you know, there's, there's people out there who might deserve it. Well, I, I do expect a, a little wave here before the end. I you mean, he, think, yeah. you know, I, there's quite talks about maybe he's going to do his family members and all these things. I think that is possible. Um, it is, but you're right. He hasn't been. He's just done a lot of high-profile ones. He's he spent a lot of uh, time on television pardoning people, um, yeah. but so people get this impression that's right. all he's been doing. He really hasn't done that much of it. I mean, Jimmy Carter pardoned over 500 people in four years. Did he really? Over 500. Yeah. Wow. Trump, get on it. I yeah. mean, I don't know about Joe Exotic. He's got a little leeway. I don't think this is necessarily completely done. They're, they're saying his denial isn't valid because the request was not presented directly to President Trump. Mm. So uh, he's alleging that that wasn't forwarded. The formal recommendation wasn't forwarded to the president. So they're hoping that maybe... Trump will take another look. That's what he's suing on, like that maybe yes. Trump didn't even right. consider it. Eh, right. It's worth a shot, right? Like, mm-hmm. Biden's not doing it. Let's be honest. Biden's <laughs> no, not. Biden will not. <laughs> no, he doesn't Biden seem like a it. Tiger King fan. No. no. Yeah. But but Trump, I mean, he he does like entrepreneurs, people who take risks. <laughs> yeah. That's Joe Exotic. I mean, he's a TV star. He would be a lot of press. Like you could see Trump being like, yeah, you know what? Screw it. Let him out. Let's see what happens. <laughs> you know, I can see it. <laughs> yeah, so crazy. Uh, can you guys think of anybody else that Trump should pardon before he leaves? You know, Assange has been tossed around. There's been yeah, there's Assange and people talking about what's to say Snowden. Um, there's a bunch of people in that category. Uh, you Bannon, know, I, I would they talk about Bannon. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, I, I would not that do that with really, Bannon. No. You know, Manafort. I wouldn't do. It. But I, the, I think there's some legitimate consideration he should probably uh, pay to pardoning his kids. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's no reason to believe that they did anything mm-hmm. wrong. But I would not be surprised to see the left going after you know a Jared Kushner. Uh, or uh, even a Donald Trump Jr. or one of these other uh, one of the other kids, um, and 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 he never pays enough attention to Tiffany. I think he should just give her the pardon. <laughs> pardon anyway, just or to give her some attention. She just never gets on stage or anything. <laughs> she might be in jail, and I, we don't even <laughs> know about know. it. It's possible. <laughs> All right. Well, Joe Exotic, I guess don't give up.
Yeah, I want to try. There's always a chance. You never know. All right, we got to go to break. We'll be right back. <laughs> You're right. I mean, why not? Just give it a shot. If, if Trump likes you, he likes you. Yeah. So he'll, he does a lot of nice things for his friends. Yep. We asked you yesterday, who would you rather have operating on you, Dr. Jill Biden or Dr. Fauci? 71.3% of you said Fauci. I mean, if those were your choices. <laughs> well, not, I, don't, I don't blame people. Neither one are surgeons. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's a good poll. At, at least he knows that a little is. bit about medicine. All right. The question today, who's more dangerous, the woke, the socialists, or the establishment? Ooh, uh, wow. you know, socialists have killed 100 million in the last century. I'm yeah. go with them. Although, I mean, yeah, you can make a case too. for any of those. That's true. It's another good one. I think uh, I think socialists, yeah. Socialists, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy, the woke's up there with me, too. All right, so thank you guys for being here. I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. We're going to be back after the Christmas break, the first week of January. And like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, Sarah's going to be back, so we are excited about that. Real quickly, if people want to follow you guys while we're on break, see what you're doing, where do they need to go? Uh, well, you're not going to see anything because I'm going to be uh, hiding. Um, but when I come back in January, we have a really exciting thing. We have the Georgia election coming up. Yeah. Stu Does America. It's on Blaze TV, at Stu Does America on Twitter. Pat Gray Unleashed, uh, wherever you get your podcast. Awesome. Merry Christmas, everybody, and Happy New Year. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.